0: Yo, some yo, so I was in a group chat the other day and somebody asked me who the five greatest rappers alive was John
1: Dylan, 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 and Dylan because nice. I spit right. super hot fire. Oh, what's, <laughs> that? what's fire. that? Bad boy, baby. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man.
0: laughs>
1: Guys, welcome to episode three of the Saratobi Sports Pod. I'm back. We're back. We took the week off. Um, it was my fault. So for the um the four people who really vibe with us and uh were pressed about not having that episode. I'm sorry. But um We're back. We're back, back from across the pond. It's me, John. <laughs> um you got your boy, Worldwide West, aka Miles Francesa. In the <laughs> building,
0: you know the boss.
1: How you yeah. doing, y'all? Yeah. The writer, formerly known as Justin, A.K.A. Baby Justin transition, A.K.A. Formerly just a friend, JT. Um, shout out to Kai. All right, Justin, let's get it. I don't even. I, I don't even know how
2: just a friend JT came about. It's oh, we do, we but, do. Oh dang, yeah. Put <laughs> <laughs> well, my man's on the spot. All right, well. <laughs> we don't have to get into it now but
0: <laughs> no nah, we definitely don't right, no, <laughs> it, no. let's get into, right. it let's get into the content everybody. what's the All first
1: right. thing for today jt what we got
2: uh first thing that dock it talking some nba it's been kind of slow uh the last few weeks but last thursday uh big nba news uh boogie cousins demarcus cousins uh tears his left ACL playing a pickup uh, basketball game there was uh, there was actually video of it which was very Ooh. surprising um and it's it's tough cuz he's a, he's a dude that's that's battled i mean we've all seen him you know come back from the the ACL injury back in New Orleans came back going state warriors has the quad injury in the playoffs comes back for the finals it's just it's just a string of bad luck for honestly somebody that just seems like a good dude
1: yeah and it's like dude his whole career feels like bad luck like someone's arguably the best center in the league, being stuck in a garbage organization like the Kings. Granted, they are starting and turning around, which is nice, but wasting so many good years of his career, um not helping him, and then time to after he finally gets traded, time for him to get paid, gets hurt, gets hurt again, I was trying to get these proven contracts gets hurt again. And uh it really sucks because I feel the same way, and it's like he caught so much flack um for the playoffs, too. I can't even just last year in general. Like I there's so many people, yeah, people slandering my at man's thing, man. name.
0: At, at, at Boogie's peak, man, he was really a first-team All NBA talent, and oh, I feel sure. like he he should have gotten a couple. Of, he should have got a couple of those before you know he um before he even got got traded to the Pelicans and ended up uh, rupturing his Achilles. It's so very very unfortunate, and uh, I think the Lakers are definitely gonna be missing him. You know, because he was playing better towards the end of the regular season with the Warriors. You know, the Lakers are going to need that frontcourt help, especially, you know, with LeBron and, um, you know, now it, now Anthony Davis. It would have been a perfect, like, set setup, But they're also thinking about getting Dwight Howard. I think that's also a good fit for them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, you, you figure this late into the offseason, uh, training camp starting up in, like, maybe in a little less than a month. You know, there's not a lot of options to go with Dwight Howard, even though people keep clowning him. Uh, on on Twitter and and things like that. I mean, he seems like the best option because I mean, look at look at who else is out there. I right? I heard Joakim know name thrown around. He's got a he, he's got a history of of injuries and scam scam scam. scam. And, yeah, and and he don't like and he and LeBron uh, don't like each other. Then there was Kenneth Farid, and even though I like Kenneth Farid's game, he's just too undersized to play the center position. I get that. Now, can we all can we maybe address the elephant in room and be like, all right, why can't Anthony Davis just go play center? And they just do a kind of a smaller lineup. Keeps LeBron at the four. Yeah, LeBron I mean, Le- LeBron can still run the. He can havoc. still bring the ball up. Yeah, he can still bring the ball up and do everything like a point guard would. But just slide him to the four position and bring someone else into the starting rotation.
0: I think defensively they're gonna be mismatched though. That's probably the yeah. only thing is that Kuzma
1: can't guard. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. he's not. Yeah, you don't want to put Kuzma against like the bet, like the best threes and the best wings in the league. Like he might, he might end up getting fried. Let's be honest. Like he's a good like like he's a really he's a really good talent, but you don't want to um put him in that position where he can't succeed defensively. He don't
1: thing, you know one thing that will
0: yeah definitely oh absolutely because think about it, he's gonna be playing in the Western conference with now Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, like you don't want to match match him up with those kind of threes. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but yeah, I think Dwight, honestly, for LeBron is gonna maximize whoever you give him. To be honest, um, he's really going to, you know, get the most out of your players. And if you're building a team around LeBron, like you want to space the floor, then you also like the, the way you're going to keep people honest is you want to have someone who can roll hard to the rim. So Dwight would be a good foil there. Um, He has, you know, playoff experience. And at this point in his career, you know, he's probably not here to mess around. He's probably just trying to get a ring and be out. So I, I'm really not mad at it if they sign Dwight. And, I, and honestly, there's not a lot of teams that I would say that signing Dwight would be a good thing. But um, yeah, that, that really might be one.
0: The one thing that has happened with a lot of the teams that LeBron James has been on, I feel like there's been a lot of veterans, but not necessarily a lot of veteran leadership. Mm-hmm. For, exa- for example, like um, even when he was on the Cavs, like you have uh, Kevin Love and Kyrie, who have been people that have been in the league for a little bit but well, not necessarily dudes that know how to win. Not saying that Dwight has won championships by himself, but I mean he's been to he's he's been to the finals like on his on his own. Yeah, you know he's won Can he's won playoff games and he's played in big games. You know he's won awards. He's a very he's one of the best centers of not this generation but probably the generation of the the mid two thousands. Yeah. So I think that's something that they that they could all learn learn from Defen- defensively too. He brings that defensive presence in the paint mm-hmm. that. I also believe that Anthony Davis could, he could learn a thing or two from
2: mm. mm-hmm.
0: Ab- Absolutely.
2: I mean, I literally saw it when Dwight was on the uh, Hornets uh, two years ago. I literally saw him grab 30 rebounds against the Nets. Now, granted, the Nets weren't a good team back then, but still 30 rebounds against anybody in the NBA is a pretty impressive feat. I mean, he's still, Damn. yeah, I know. I, I remember I watched that game. Nets blew a Nets blew a huge lead in that game. But Nets are about
1: I, to be like a top potentially a top four team and then you know a couple years ago they lo- watched dwight howard grab 30 rebounds and that's the thing even watched dwight
2: howard is still better than quite a few centers like yeah. in in this league just from his sheer you know physical stature i mean he, he eats up you know uh space in the paint but i digress moving on to De'Aaron fox the latest uh nba player to pull out of the uh uh, of team usa for the uh FIBA, uh basketball tournament and i mean honestly it just uh, and people keep like going on about oh this 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 team is awful this team is you know it's the worst one of the worst teams in history and, and all right before
0: me- the, before you even you even talk about what the team can I just tell y'all who's on the team top to bottom? Yeah, yeah right. I know
1: I know okay amount of them.
0: All right so we got Kemba, Kemba Walker, you got Jalen Brown, uh Spider Mitchell uh Mason Pumley, Marcus Smart, Mason Har- uh Harrison Barnes, uh Kyle Kuzma, uh Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, Brooke Miles Turner, um, Joe Harris, shout out the Nets, and uh, <laughs> Derek, uh, Derek White. So but continue JT about what you say about what you think about the roster. <laughs> I mean,
2: to be honest, I didn't think anybody actually cared about the FIBA tournament. I mean, it, this would be a, this would be an actual story if this was the Olympics, and I feel like these superstars wouldn't have been pulling out of uh, Team USA if it was the Olympics. But since it's FIBA, I mean, who really cares about FIBA? Nobody. I, I, I'm no. sorry, but nobody cares about FIBA. FIBA is more for the European teams and, and Australia and the and and the, and the uh, Asian. Uh, people teams. trying to get into the league. Exactly, it's more of a it's more of a scouting thing. If anything, for these guys that are playing overseas, that are like, "Yo, you know, NBA, you know, I could I, I could help your team." Who cares about if, if, if even if the US like gets blown out? Who cares? Who cares? It's FIBA. Nobody cares about the FIBA World Cup. We only care about the Olympics. So everybody going on about like, "Oh, this this team is awful. We're not going to do anything." At last time I checked, nobody ever cared about. The FIBA. I think it's only, it only made headlines because of so many people actually pulling out. Mm-hmm. And I understand it because this is going to be a very important year in the NBA for a lot, a lot of guys, a lot of teams. So I understand the mentality of, hey, I don't really want to work my body for Team USA when I got, you know, a chance to make the playoffs and have a title run with my team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I get that.
0: I guess. But at the same time, I feel like you got to show up. Like, I get it. I'm not talking about. It'd be one thing if this was like the NFL, but I feel like for the NBA, I feel like these players—not that they are—they should have more of a sense of patriotism. But I think that they should they should play, they should want to play because whenever they, yeah. the, whenever these major players don't play, you have what happens in I am um, trying, oh, trying four, to think.
1: yeah, oh, four, oh, four. I
0: think it's when we when we oh, lost when when Kobe didn't when when Kobe didn't even play in that, and he was probably the, the best worst, player in the league, the
1: worst week. team USA team ever
0: yeah but and then that's why everybody was in 08 was like all right we all gonna play and then, yeah, all, and, then and then and then they and then they smacked everybody
1: yeah and and i agree with you and also like we have had good FIBA teams go in the past so like i am really not mad at it but also it's like the nba is at such a higher level that these people aren't scrubs that are going out there you know what i mean oh definitely not like people make it seem like they're sending scrubs because they are usually getting the top tier stars but there, there's not a whole lot of top tier stars that i would say are in the early part of their career anymore so it's like for people like lebron anthony davis or like people like Kawhi, uh um, paul george for them to go play a fifa right now doesn't really make a uh, fiba right now it doesn't really make that much sense um especially when you have like this whole youth movement going on in the nba you have like the next generation of stars is coming a lot of them are here it really just doesn't make that much sense and at the same time like they're still like they're gonna go watch teams like i didn't know brooke lopez is on that shout out to brooke like, Brook is gonna cook. You know what I mean? Um, No pun intended. I um, wasn't a pun, but whatever. <laughs> Get yeah. him out of here.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I I don't know what the what the other rosters on these other teams looking like. Oh, it's their um, real pun.
1: rosters. Yeah,
0: on, on right. I, I know like Ben Simmons isn't playing for Australia, Um, and I know RJ RJ Barrett. He's not playing for for Canada, but Giannis right. is playing. Oh yeah, Giannis is playing for Greece, and he said that he rather he rather win the FIBA than win the MVP. And I think he's crazy for that. Whatever. But like John said, it's it's something it's something about um, that feeling about winning that teams outside of the countries are playing for. Mm -hmm. This is like their chance to to shine and show their show their stars. But I don't know. Even the young young talent, it seems like John said it's not it's not really a bad team if you look at it top to bottom. Coach Popovich is is the the greatest coach of all time, right? So. (laughs) <laughs> you already know that this team is gonna be pretty good, and it's gonna—it's a winnable team. Like I just don't know what the other rosters on the other countries are looking looking like. So
1: I feel like when Team USA goes to the Olympics and it is the stars, they go play other teams, and outside of um Spain, maybe Argentina, and like I guess Australia, other teams go in knowing they're gonna lose, mm-hmm. and they still like they play pretty hard, but they don't really go in. I don't think realistically expecting to win, and I feel like now because it's not full of the huge names these other teams are going to pull up like oh i really have a shot like i really have a shot like let's go for the next be like we beat team usa and what's going to happen is they're going to get down a bit and they're going to turn up and yep that it's- team usa is still built on players that if one player on that team turns up the other team's losing yeah i mean if you think about it there this team has all stars it's not like this team is
2: just a bunch of role players there's also on the team brooke lopez has been an all-star before donovan mitchell has all-star caliber Kemba talent walker. Kemba chris walker chris middleton <laughs> like all right and, and to john's point uh earlier i mean what does it do for like a lebron james and anthony davis a steph curry at this point in their careers what is playing for fiba and james What what is playing for the fiba tournament really do for them at this point they're not you know not to say they're not in their promise but they're on the later part of their primes as opposed to the beginning part of their primes. So why put extra wear and tear on your body, you know, for a tournament that's not, yes. I mean, it has a little bit of national pride, but like exactly. They have, they have Olympic medals. So why, why would I want a FIBA medal when I already got like two or three Olympic medals?
0: Yeah. JT, but nobody's looking for LeBron or um, like an Anthony Davis to even play on a team like this. But like, think about how many people dropped. You got the De'Aaron Fox that dropped. John, help me out because there's so there's so many people that yeah. yeah.
2: De'Aaron dropped. C.J. McCollum dropped. Uh, P.J. Tucker just dropped. I'm not
1: surprised at C.J. De'Aaron surprised me a little bit. The fact that P.J. was on the team surprised me. To be honest, exactly. Yeah. I didn't even know P.J. was on the team. To be honest, I feel like Harrison is just bored.
0: <laughs> right, but think about the think about the second tier players in the league, and it's just kind of like you know, like the De'Aaron Foxes, the the Miles Turner, the Jason Tatum. Those are like the upcoming um Dudes in the league, but at the same time, I I I just think that it's good it's good for experiencing especially because the Olympics is coming up next year. Like I, I think the energy will be different though when uh when the Olympics come around.
1: yeah I agree. Um, I think the roster is going to be different, but low key, it, when the Olympics comes around, if Pop just does some real Pop shit, and it's just like where we off of Reba, huh? <laughs> <laughs> where, where we are. I don't want you on the team. Shout out to um also shout out to my son Jalen Brunson practicing over there uh super had a great rookie campaign people don't realize should have been uh a...
2: oh the temple university killer
1: oh yeah oh, yeah. oh man yeah oh that's you know, that dude gave temple buckets oh my god bro he's gonna be like and he is like already showing he's gonna be such a good pro like such a good pro Um, he had a great season and if he got more minutes earlier on in the season like, maybe before JJ went down and stuff, even though JJ was cooking off the bench, he, he definitely would have been on an all-rookie second team. Um, Shout
0: out to them Temple Villanova games, man. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so the course Lear, core center would be packed out. So good. Good times,
1: man. Uh, the last thing I'd do uh, a little bit, two things, actually. Um, do we want to talk about, because it did happen while we were away, the repealing of the Rich Paul rule. Oh, yeah. Miles, I know you were a resident Rich Paul expert on that. Got anything?
0: So the only change that they um made to the rule and it's it's interesting is that the the master's degree part i mean not the master's degree the bachelor's degree part the four year four-year degree mm-hmm. um i think it, it's better because now it's really i don't want to say anybody can do it but it's not limited to a certain amount of people that you know don't have that opportunity to go to college because you think a lot it's of it's not
1: as it, limited to resources
0: right exactly because a lot of times uh people's family represent them for as much as Rich Paul represents the high-profile clients that he does, there's a lot of people who can't afford like big-time agents, and you know what I'm saying. Like sometimes people's family represent them, and you don't want to just limit that that simple size. So I think it's a it's good that they repealed it. I, but I mean, they only did it because they were everybody was so critical of it, and they felt like they was targeting, you know, agents like agents agents like Rich Paul hmm. that was getting all these high-profile clients, but
1: they was hating. Uh, it just shows a. Honestly, the impact that the players have and not the impact that LeBron has, which I think is super dope. And just like an unfair ass rule like that, just have, that that's a perfect example of using your platform for like, I I can't say greater good because it's more basketball centric, but obviously for a greater good than just something that will directly affect him, which is super dope. And just LeBron adding on to his resume outside of a basketball, which is amazing.
0: I'm not gonna lie. My goat for basketball is obviously Michael Jordan, but I will say like, the greatest, like the basketball player, with the greatest impact, um, with when it comes to social issues in society, like like LeBron, man, he does so he does so much.
1: Yeah, it's and not even close. It,
0: it's it's not it's not, and the fact that he really spearheaded this rule getting getting changed, and it, with the reaction that he had, it had media outlets everywhere talking of, talking about it, like oh, like the rich poll, like they were literally dubbing it the rich poll rule after LeBron had tweeted that. Mm-hmm. You know, he just has that that impact. And I'm happy that, you know, he just doesn't shut his mouth and just play ball. Like, he, like, nah, he calls out the BS when he sees it. That's why he's so respected in all realms, not even just on the court, but off the court.
1: For sure. JT, uh, you got anything on that?
0: Uh, I mean,
2: no, not really, y'all. Miles pretty much hit the nail on the head there, you know. I, I think I think it's uh, I will say, though, I, I, I think if it wasn't for the amount of public backlash and I think the, the the time that we live in now, if this was done like 15 years ago, it'd still be a thing. But I think because of the the whole public backlash, Twitter, social media support, I
1: think it really uh, helped in uh, repealing it. I got you. I agree. Uh, all right. So the last thing I want to mention a little bit, this is um. Kind of a little more niche about nba but um i did see something today uh of course you know mavs related uh but it said something about that the mavs might be willing to trade for chris paul if they're in the playoff race and that the thunder takes on both tim hardaway and courtney lee's contracts now um, the reason why i brought this up was not just because it's mav centric you know I mentioned in my previous podcast you know me diehard mavs fan but I, I'm one person who is super against trading for Chris Paul. Um, I'd rather have those two bad deals, which still aren't, you know, worth as much than Chris Paul's deal. But the reason I want to bring it up is just I don't think he's movable, but do you guys think it would happen? Uh, where do you think he would go if it did happen? Uh, what, what do you guys think?
0: JTL, I'll let you tackle this joint first.
1: Uh, dang. I mean,
2: yeah, I, I, would, I would hold on to – if I was a man, I wouldn't do. I'd hold on to those two bad contracts because you never know when you're going to need them from. You could get a better deal from another team, especially mm. around the trade deadline. Um, dang, I really don't know. Like, ever since he got to the Thunder, I don't know what another landing spot for him would have been. his
1: uh, contract is so unmovable. I'm surprised they were even yeah. able to get him to the Thunder.
2: Uh, and I'm trying to think about teams that need a point guard. And the teams that need a point guard either don't have the cast race or they're just kind of building up their own young players as it is. I mean he's he's pretty much just in a
1: he's pretty much just in a limbo at this point. Yeah, it's crazy. One of the like the point guard. something like that happening to him.
0: So now I, I'm gonna disagree with you, JT. I think that maybe if the Mavs did acquire that contract, it's a bad contract. But Chris Paul is a Hall of Fame point guard. What does the Mavericks have to lose from that? Mm-hmm. You know, dudes like Luca, dudes like uh Prazingis. even though Chris Paul isn't a winner per se, like He's and his personality
1: most. is grating,
0: yeah. That, that's 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 also true. But what can't Luca or what can't you know Chris Stavs learn from learn from a dude like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess
0: think, mm, I'm it just seems
2: like a uh, I, I think if, if the Mavs were like right there, like if the Mavs were like, all right, we're like one piece away, I would definitely pull the trigger on it. Like, all right, Chris Paul would be like the missing piece, yeah. But I, at this point, you know, I, I still think. You know, you're just gonna eat up all that cap space just for for nothing, basically.
1: I mean, yeah, he could teach, you know, Lucas some things, you know, and Brunson's. I will say things. that they said um his numbers, his contract would come off the books the same time Lucas eligible for a max. And like I said, that is shedding two contracts, so you're also opening up a roster spot, I guess. But I I, I agree. Like I you know, the you're gonna get are so much, but also it's like You got to think about personalities. You really want to do that. You got to think this is someone who's going to want to be competing. So if he's not competing for a championship, you know, that could end up being a little more toxic.
0: So do you feel like Chris Paul is a cancer basically?
1: Um, I don't want to say cancer because I do feel that in the right situations, he would like, it would do great. I just feel like I I always felt like his, his Houston pairing was doomed to fail. Honestly, I would put Chris Paul in the Knicks before you know they have 15 power forwards and if you want to have your young people being taught how to be a pro and because they're young they would actually listen you know that's that's not a bad person to have over there
0: see but y'all in a much better position than we are like
1: oh yeah he wouldn't i I wouldn't say he wouldn't voluntarily go to the knicks but
0: well yeah but i Here's the thing y'all won 30 games last year like I mean y'all were weren't bad but I mean y'all about to get Chris well, after, that,
1: if you, we never made that trade we probably would have won more games well right
0: it, it, exa- exactly and my my thing is you put a dude like chris Paul in there he give y'all that veteran leadership I'm not saying he's gonna co- go and be what he was in 2007 but he'll definitely you know I think he could be good for the lock good for the locker room oh you for know, sure. Him and Harden, I I feel like the reason why they fell out the way that they did is because they they they're both ball dominant. Like Chris Paul used to be being ball dominant his whole career, mind you. Harden is also a very ball dominant guard. So how is it that it could work?
1: Yeah, um, I agree, and that's also I I felt it was doomed to fail. It it just was not built properly. Um, they had the one good run, but it wasn't sustainable. But yeah, like like I said, if we're if the Mavs are end up being like a six seed. I'm all on board on training Crystal Ball. You're trading two p- pieces that we don't really need, um, for someone that really can make a difference. You know, is proven. It's just all all it comes down is to ex- how they actually perform next year. So, um, that that's that's what it is. Because and the same thing, like if they're not actually there, like I I don't think this is the Rondo trade all over again. Right. Um, I I think this would be better than that, and we're not really giving up anything that we'd actually need too much. I mean, like Tim t- Hardaway's so whatever. At this point, I'm over it. We we can uh, listen. Uh, Josh Reeves' hives. It hurts, you know, t- to say a Penn State person, but I love his upside. Get him more minutes. Get him on the court. And you know, if you go play defense, Rick Carlisle will get you on the court. I mean, he got Jay Crowder paid. So
0: mm-hmm. this is all true.
1: Yeah, let's uh let's hit baseball next. Talk about uh our Yankees and you know the Mets, I guess um <laughs> oh come on don't don't do that the the meds are trying you know what they, they've they kind of become
2: like like lovable losers in a sense but even though they're not really lo- you
1: know yeah. they're,
2: they're kind of like uh like a little engine that could and it's kind of cool it's kind of cool seeing uh you know them fight for a playoff spot i mean they're still i think they're only two games back uh entering tonight of the second wild card um you know I don't I think it's a it's it's a wash for them to re uh, catch uh, Atlanta for the division and I think they're 9 games back with uh, about 38 games left so that's pretty much it but I mean, they they're still in contention for not only the second wild card but the first wild card I mean, they got a it's big a series uh yeah they got a big series coming up uh this week against the Indians uh who just played the Yankees over the weekend so i mean if the if, if the Mets can win that series you know they they're not over the hump yet i mean they still got a whole lot of good teams playoff teams uh, to face but I mean hey if, if the the bullpen can just hold up a little bit you know they they they, they have a nice uh, group of a uh, young position players that can really uh, hit the ball
1: no, I'm here for it and I'm not I'm not slandering the Mets it's just still super <laughs> weird to actually follow the Mets but um, you yeah, know I agree <laughs> that the little engine that could is the best way to put it uh, like I said like I, I want for for the Mets organization I want them to do well Mets fans are Knicks fans so um, they're kind of annoying but I, I do want them to do well. They're playing playing their ass off, which is great. Starting to cool off a little bit, but um, still like yeah, like you said, like that wildcard spot is there. And if they find their groove in this like stretch going into the end of the season, and they're playing better teams, that's exactly what you want going into the playoffs. You know what I mean? If you actually start winning some more like substantial games, and then you get that momentum and being like, all right, we could do this for real. You know, all I think right. that's really dope.
0: So y'all heard it here first and y'all can quote me on this. The Ooh. Mets are going to make the playoffs. Like I'm 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 convinced that they'll make that's the
1: not playoffs. a hot as hard of a take. That's it, a, it, it's,
0: a, well yeah, it's not as hot of a take right now, but I mean they're kind of cooling off. They're not they wasn't like they're not 15 out of 16 like they was two weeks two, like not even two weeks ago, about a week and a week week and a half ago. But the they really don't have that much ground to, to make up for. They are two games back at the second wild card. Um they got some tough games coming up but they play well at City Field and they have the most home games left in the entire in the entire league. So hmm. this upcoming this upcoming week they got uh they got Cleveland after we just uh tied with them. They got Atlanta right after that. So they got a couple series with Atlanta left. They play Chicago, it's going to be a tough series uh and then Philadelphia right after that. So they got some tough games coming up. But I think this team really plays with a lot of heart and they have the t- and they have the starting pitching to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, early in the week seth lugo he blew a he he blew a save another questionable decision by mickey Callaway. but i i didn't mm-hmm. really say i didn't really have a problem with what he did is it it's tough though like they oh, those you know, really
1: took um I, I saw one of my friends uh post something about took a starter out in, like the seventh oh uh, yeah on, like, 80 so,
0: pitches. right so um so stephen Matz who's like that's the that's the fifth starter so that's not even like the Top of the yeah. rotation guy. He had 80 pitches, but he only allowed like only a couple runs up until mm-hmm. that point. And you know how it's different in the National League. You know you gotta mm-hmm. you, the, like the pitchers have to hit. He actually let him hit rather than letting him pinch pitch hit in the top of the in the top of the inning. And then he subbed him out right after that. And then Seth Lugo basically I won't say blew the game, but you know he didn't have it. He ain't have it. You know your starters aren't. Gonna, I mean your your relievers aren't gonna have it every night. But people was criticizing. him. I didn't really have a problem with the move because. You know, it's your back-of-the-rotation guy. If it was J.A. and the Yankees probably would do the same thing. So, yes. yeah. yeah. The Mets, the Mets, they definitely have some critical critical series come, coming up. And I think if they can get to 80, 85 wins, they 64 right now. So, it's mm-hmm. only another 21 wins. I say only. That's a lot of wins. But I think they can pull through. And this is a team that nobody wants to play.
1: Yeah, I agree. No, especially I, I, come playoff time. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't. Like, the pitching is too real for that. And um, I guess – is uh is Callaway like Billy Donovan right now, where it's like um you know you, you got a little something you know people don't want to see you you have the potential to make something but you know are you gonna actually manage your team well, or are you just gonna get out coached? It's funny because uh listening to a uh, sports radio the last like few
2: weeks in New York, Mets fans six. don't want to see uh no mm-hmm. no nah, nah, we on the Michael K show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> salute salute the God Michael K coming back to the broadcast booth Yes, sir. Uh, this weekend, but we'll get to the Yankees a little bit, but no, for the Mets, I, a lot of fans don't like Mickey Calloway even, and they like Matt fans have even said, even if the Mets get to the playoffs, no matter what happens this year, they could get to the, the second round. They don't want Calloway back next year. And mm-hmm. I think it's interesting because Callaway. All right. Yes. He's made mistakes. Every manager makes mistakes. Sometimes the mistakes Callaway makes are boneheaded, but there's a lot of times where he has no other option but to go to some of these guys in the bullpen. You're not just going to not pitch Lugo. You know? Yeah. You're know. you not going to not pitch Diaz. You have to pitch these guys. You have to manage the guys that are on your roster. It's not his fault. He can't go out there and pitch for them. So he's making the right decisions. His players
0: just aren't backing him up. That's what. oh man, JT, you hit the nail right on the head because I've been saying that all year. Mets fans have been so critical about making, and mind you, he's made, he's made some bad decisions. It's just that his decisions that he makes sometimes just ends up coming coming back to haunt him. And people will be like, all right, well, damn, Mickey, Mickey done blew the game again. That's not really true. Like, you can't blame Mickey Callaway for Edwin Diaz letting up two home runs in the bottom of the bottom of the ninth inning. That's that's not his fault. You know, this is the dude that they traded for. This is supposed to be their 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 closer. This, yeah, exactly. This is supposed yeah. to be their their top of the bullpen guy, and he has a five plus ERA.
1: Yeah, I mean that's you can't do anything about that.
2: <laughs> you yeah, really, yeah. I, I get that. <laughs> and if and you can't just say, oh, well, don't pitch him because, I mean, he's on your team for a few years. So if they wanted to get rid of Diaz, they would have done it at the trade deadline. But he's he's here to stay. He's on the 25-man roster, so he's got to go out there and pitch. And you, you got to get him
1: good enough that if you do need to move from him, people actually want
2: yeah you just gotta hope and pray that he has it that night but you know going back to the Mets, here yeah, they get their next six series uh, after the uh, indian series their next six series are against teams that are fighting for that wild card they play the braves twice they play the, the phillies twice they play the nationals they play the cubs and they play the diamondbacks uh it's gonna be tough i mean they do have a good amount of games at home but it's gonna be tough
0: it's going to be it's going to be tough, but I'm telling you, this Mets team is hungry. Like they really, they're, they're really hungry. It, it, it's very unfortunate that the the outlook of the National League is what it is right now, meaning that like like there's three NL Central teams fighting for all, uh, fighting for a wild card spot and a division spot, and it's basically the same thing in the in the National League East. It's Washington, Philly, and and uh, the Mets all fighting for for a wild card spot, and it's just going to take one more run. The Mets just got to win like eight of ten one more time just to at least get in that spot. It's gonna take what well, it's gonna take one more big run. And you know what hurt them this past week that losing the Braves series, I mean all right, they took one of three and then you, you gotta sweep the Royals, man. Like you mm-hmm. you can't you can't give up give up one to a bad team like that. Cause it's gonna you know you're not you know you're not playing much more bad teams the rest of the year. Most yeah. of the team that you're playing for the rest of the season are all over 500. This Indian series is probably gonna be is gonna be very tough. They have to play Los Angeles. They get to play them at home at least. But at least all of the tough games that they have, they get to they get to play at City Field in front of that electric crowd that that like it was for the uh, National Series.
1: Yo, the gang might have to hit a Mets game. Yeah, which is wild. I mean, I'm not gonna hold you. I like City
2: Field way better than Yankee Stadium.
0: Oh, I didn't want to say it, but.
2: It's an amazing, it's an amazing ballpark. I've been there three times. It's it's phenomenal.
0: Yeah, the Yankees fan in me really really hates that minute, but yeah, City Field, is <laughs> though, bro. City you Field. Is, you know is that
1: City. GIF where uh, homie snatches the chain from chick? That's not <laughs> funny,
0: <man. laughs> oh, from uh, uh, from from ATL. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, Yo. no, I mean, I, I've heard nothing good when they first even when it first opened. Like, I just heard so much good things about City Field, and like out to my cousin Emmett. Um, he did invite me to a game, but I couldn't go. But uh, yeah, I'm not mad at it, especially if you're saying that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's,
2: that's a good way to uh, segue to the to the team across the uh, across the yeah. way, a subway ride away. You know, take that oh, seven so to Times Yankees Square, then take many. the four. But uh, seriously, the Yankees are still rolling. They're still chugging along. I mean, they split with the uh, the Blue Jays. They split with the Indians uh but i think the biggest storyline coming out of this is i think they have a new rallying cry and remember two years ago yes. with, the, with the thumbs down um and now the they got thing. now they got the uh the, the, Gardie, uh, the, the bad, bad
0: bang
1: <laughs>
0: man i hate it i'm not even gonna hold y'all like i, I really know. know i hate it like it's just so
1: the gesture it, is kind of whack i'm not gonna hold you
0: it's not even that it's just man Brett garden you're being a child man like you're a veteran you're the longest tenured yankee like I, I just don't understand how you can just act so so immature on the baseball <laughs> field. It it it's just, just baffles it just baffles me, and then everybody's eating it up. Everybody's eating it up. I don't mean to compare things,
1: but Let the kids play.
0: Yeah, it's he's hey, not a kid. He's yeah. a, he's, a,
1: he's a whole ass adult
0: hell yeah and it's crazy because like i remember i remember when oh when odell was still in new york man and odell used to do certain things mm. and, and the media used to tear him apart for it like i'm talking about they play on sunday they be talking about odell on espn till thursday like yeah it is unfair i think but irregardless though brett Gardner got ejected again whatever oh, you to
1: nice the team right say what's up whatever you nice the team right <laughs>
2: Eh, I mean, yes and no because it just feels like the first time it was like, all right, that is kind of funny. Like, all right, galvanize the team, right? The second time it was, all right, yeah, this, like, this is good. The third time, this last time though, it just kind of felt a little forced. Yeah. I don't know. It just felt like, all right, we get it. Like, it'd be cool to if, like, if that's like the gesture you guys are gonna do when you get on base, but to actually keep doing it in the dugout, you're just drawing attention to yourself. I mean, they make good points on the broadcast where umpires are now looking out for that. Like, they umpires talk. Um, and they're going to be like, Oh, if, if a hey, guardy likes to bang on the, uh, on, on the bullpen yeah, roof, checking the eat-
1: structural integrity of the dugout, that's all it is,
2: man. Look, If first of all, I'd be sick. If I was the, uh, one of the people that worked at Yankee stadium that got to paint oh, the, uh, <laughs> the dugout. No, nah, they have to leave it there for the season. <laughs> they never fix it. Nah. But, but I, I do agree with miles to a point. It's, it is like a little bit like, all right, it was okay the first time, but now it's becoming a it's becoming a thing, and it shouldn't be a thing.
1: I get that. Um, I I do a huge thing. Um, I just like them being. I like them being expressive, but at the same time, I feel like because it's Gardner, it's like, where was this your entire career? This year, you want to bust your lip, throw a helmet. Um, this year, you want to get thrown on all these games. You want to start pressing these umpires, like, you know what I mean? Like, right? But it's funny you say that because, and I saw
2: Miles had tweeted. It was like yesterday. Or today, I forget what it was. But you made a good point about how uh, certain athletes uh, get viewed a certain way when they celebrate or show emotion. Because, I mean, all right, like you said, Guardy busted his lip open throwing the helmet out of frustration. He's doing all, he's been ejected twice on days where a Judge was supposed to have a uh, a day off, right? Mm-hmm. Why? But everybody's kind of galvanized, like, oh yeah, it's Gardy, ha 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 ha. It's all fun and games. But like, yo, if this was the other way, you know, if this was. Let someone that be our judge, yeah. This was someone else, you know, if it may be like an Aaron Hicks or a Cameron Mabin, maybe like you to
1: that if I'm not
2: a, saying, I'm not saying nothing, uh, I'm just saying, <laughs> less it, <high.
1: laughs> a, a player what, less uh,
0: what, ca- <laughs> Caucasian. Well, Odell had the goalpost not the goalpost, but the uh, the kicking thing hit him in his head. Oh my goodness, the memes would not stop. And I, it's different though, because you know, football more pops football, but still, it's even in the baseball community people are just eating it up it's corny to me it's so corny to me but aside from uh brett garner yankees they doing they doing their thing swept yeah. the orioles again and man oh man what is what a sorry excuse for the baseball team right now <laughs> even aside from that uh the indians bro man, the orioles I, I, are I, sons yeah they definitely are they are kids oh no they're actually glaber torres sons oh for yeah, sure yeah, yeah glaber sure. just just uh continues to own them but um <laughs> Yeah, this Indians team that that we played against this week, I, I think they're gonna start putting the league on notice. I mm-hmm. feel bad that the Mets have to play them uh, this week, but um, that's a very good baseball club, I think, very underrated. And mm-hmm. um, hopefully the the Astros have to play them first, and we don't. But yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, at this point, I'd rather play the Twins than the Indians. Cause, oh, definitely. I agree. I, I feel guess, like that it's... series that we played against the Twins, I feel like it kind of broke them a little bit. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, because they haven't been the same. Uh, I know they just lost tonight against the uh, the White Sox, who are another dreadful team in in, in the American League. But yes, the, the Indians are are not to be trifled with right now. And they've had they have the best record since what June was like June nineteenth or something like that. Really? Yeah, they they got pitching, they got hitting uh terry francona just proves day in and day out why he's still one of the best managers in the game so i mean yeah it's it's, it's gonna be uh, interesting coming down the stretch i mean you gotta you're gonna have to pick your poison uh playing one of these teams either at, you're gonna have to go through either the astros or the
1: indians and neither are a uh a, a, well, a play <laughs> yeah no i agree they look great like this series and um i wish you know obviously the yankees did more especially um it seems like our start in pitching has been showing some signs of life, oh, which is nice. Great to see, except for fucking J-Hap. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like they're showing some signs of life, which is exactly what we need, especially coming around this time of the season. If we can get everything going, then we can actually, you know, I feel like we our offense can hang with the best of them. Then yeah. we have real shots. It's taking on those big teams, like taking on those. You know, like you're saying, like the way the Indians are playing, and we we have a good chance of beating the Astros, which is going to be the hardest thing um also we got
0: a, we got, a, we, got a, we got a big week coming up like mm-hmm. this, this west coast trip is gonna be pretty Ooh like this, this next week is gonna be very crazy in yankees game because we got the a's who took two two or three from the astros so they're not really anything to play with right now and then we got the Dodgers series and that's probably yeah. gonna be that's go, that's gonna be like that might be a, a preview for for the world series
1: yep yeah, that's, 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 that's I'm, really I'm excited
0: it, it's been a few years it's been mm-hmm. a few years, so I think ESPN is going to be covered on, on Sunday night. But you know, I'm gonna be t- I'm gonna be tuned in.
1: For Just a- listen to Bob Costas.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, I, ca- I still can't believe that he covered that uh that 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 game on the on the S yes network. That day. It was so <laughs> weird hearing him. I'm like, why is he here? Shout out, shout out, Michael K for coming back though. Like, JK yeah,
1: where, where, I actually read an article today where he's like freaking out, and like I understand that because if I couldn't speak for like weeks at a time when I yeah, I'm like, that's scary. Uh, yeah, he's like, yo, I'm just like alone with my thoughts at all times. I can't even express it. Like, my son needs to start writing, or like something. But yeah, that is really scary. Um, oh, man, yeah, shout, it's... Shout out to my. But, but you know, what he it... actually needs to finally have some soup, you know? and <laughs> that, that'll help him. Oh <laughs> boy. But you know, going back
2: to your point about the pitching, uh, I think the last week, this past series, and then the last, I guess, week and a half, showed me two things, right. One, CC Sabathia can't pitch in the playoffs, and it's no disrespect to him; he's a legend, the OG Uncle CeCe, But he just doesn't—he doesn't have the stamina to go give you more than four. It looks like, and if he's going to get hit, he hits—he gets hit hard. Uh, number two, with Paxton, you know, we just got to accept it. Paxton's going to give up a, a, a one or two first inning runs, and but I would love to uh, throw, throw ten strikeouts. Yeah, I would—I would love to get the stats on what he's been like on this season. Uh, second inning on because it seems like every time he just gets hit, all right, he gives up a home run or you know, a few like two runs in the first inning. He's locked down the next four or five innings, get you to the seventh, and by then the Yankees have already clawed back, or if they haven't st- scored yet, they're still within striking distance. Uh, so I think, you know, that the criticism of Paxson, yeah, he's gonna give up uh mm-hmm. you know runs early, but he does settle down. He does lock in. Uh so I think you know, when you're talking about the playoffs in the seven game series, I'm not as worried with Paxton. Mm-hmm. Hap is, is a different story. Uh, but I mean, when as, as you look at it right now, I would say if, if, you're, if the playoffs started right now, you got to go game one. I would go game one, Herman, game two, Tanaka, because game two is the most important game of the series. And then game Tanaka's
1: three. Just, he's like, he's like y'all forgot about me, huh?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw a stat that said uh, Tanaka this season, if you take out his London. Start against the Red Sox, and you take out the twelve run start against the Red Sox in Boston. He has like a three five ERA. It's yeah. only two starts that are making his, his ERA so trash.
0: Oh man, yeah, that's yeah, that's that that messed him up. That twelve runs start start really messed him up.
1: That was like those two semesters of fuck my GPA. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, so all right, so then game now game three now let, now think about this. We're gonna use an opener at some point. Oh, now okay. imagine if we use use Chad Green and then Paxton. I that's think that's weird. not going to
1: happen, but that would be filthy.
0: It definitely isn't going to happen. But why, be should, but why shouldn't it though? I don't. I don't understand why. The same why, reason
1: why. why CC isn't coming out of the bullpen.
0: Well, CC shouldn't shouldn't pitch regardless. He just shouldn't. <laughs> he just shouldn't even. I, it, it's it's going to sound like disrespect, but he's just he does he doesn't have it every time, the time. He gets is undefeated. That's it. You get he gets hit. He gets hit hard. I'm happy that he got his 250th win. I'm happy that he got 3,000 strikeout this year, but outside of that he you can't you can't be serious with, with, with putting him back yeah back there especially severino might severino is is apparently looking good in a lot in his um bullpen starts and Batanzas is also looking mm-hmm. good and uh his his bullpens right now so they're they're expecting them to be back for the play
1: which is wild to me but i'm so happy about it yeah, I mean, I'm i'm nervous but dude if severino comes back and i also like last season to me showed that he's the type of pitcher that he's like nah like i want to prove you know what i mean so if like he'll come out like nah you're like remember remember who i was you know what i mean which i i really fuck with um yeah no i, I agree with you you know i don't want to say it either but you know maybe uh cc needs to pretend to like slip in the bathtub or something um you know honestly
2: i think he's the type of dude that he he he's honest with himself and i think he would tell boone like yo you know, pitch so so and so yeah. over me. Like I don't. I you know he he'd be the type. You know, whatever you need me to do off the field, I'll do it. But I, I think these guys give you a better chance.
1: I agree. I think um, if there's anyone, it would be him, which um I think is dope. I feel like he's the the person who can actually be as open and be like, hey man, um you know I'm not really having it. We're really playing for something here. But the idea of having that opener in the playoffs is just so wild to me. But hey, if outside of that last game. Uh, Chad Green still just throwing smoke. To start out the games. I'm and not mad like at it.
0: Like I said before, I mean everybody doesn't isn't gonna have it on every day. Like you see it mm-hmm. that you you see that with Chapman. You see that with Britton. Chapman's been a lot better as of recently though. Like yeah. he's he, uh, he's been the most underrated like piece of the of the bullpen because earlier in the season Chapman would give up like. He would give up a walk and a hit. Like oh he's God. been, he's been pretty, he's been pretty good. As
1: Hashtag a let him wear his earrings.
0: Yeah, you gotta let him wear his earrings because in the All Star game he was, he was super good. Oh. Anyways, but yeah, you, I don't know. The dudes in the opener is gonna be very effective, especially if Batanzas mm-hmm. comes back because Batista's at his best. Man, that kid is good.
1: Yeah, even though for me, I felt like every time I watched Batanzas pitch, he pitched terribly. <laughs> I feel like I literally felt like last year to be like, yo, Batista has like the lowest ERA for the past month. In the league, and I'm like, that's awesome. I haven't watched the game in a bit. Go watch a game, blows the lead, and I'm like, great,
0: right? Exactly, he just bad gets bad. nervous. So, whenever Batantis is pitching, you're just gonna have to just sit in the bathroom.
1: Facts, but um, no, like, I, I agree, I think it's gonna be dope. Our bullpen's gonna keep getting deeper, and I, I i love it. I the chatter, the chatter of having Debbie come up and pitch out the bullpen, oh, I man. love it. September
0: call ups are a very interesting thing,
1: yeah. I don't know if you have any more cream puff series coming up. Um, I didn't check too far ahead in the schedule, but shit, get him up. He's playing in Scranton, like he's yeah, he he had he he, threw, well. five,
0: he threw five no uh, no hit Shout innings. Out. Yeah. yeah, that's why that's what they said. I don't know, man. I mean, if, if Cashman wanted to hold on to baby him, face killer, yeah, exactly. So the only series that I think that is like a a gimme is we played Detroit in the middle of September. That's probably and they're pre, and they and they they're pretty bad. So that's probably yeah. it. Maybe that's when he pitched because the next couple series are pretty important because we got we we play we play Oakland, LA, Seattle, and then Oakland again, then Texas, and then Boston. So it's gonna be those some some fairly tough series.
1: Yeah, I'm with it. Also, um, I think I want to touch on, and especially uh, the conversation that we've had about like Gio Urshela before, but since I left, like he's starting to cool off a little bit. But Mans has been killing.
0: Yeah, he's good. Killing. Okay. And it sucks that his uh, batting average isn't going to, it probably won't end up qualifying for the batting title. I guess he didn't play enough games earlier in the season, but yeah. it's all right. I'm, yeah, that's, it, that's my guy. Yeah. Geo, man. Cause... Well, Gio dude, Geo dude, as they call him. But now nah, he's, he's tough, bro. Like runners in scoring position, fielding, it's, it, it's going to make it very difficult for, for the future for Andujar to come back and just expect mm-hmm. to play third base. He might end up being an, a designated hitter.
1: He's redefining so he his and career. we can't even
0: use that. We can't even use him as a designated hitter because we already got
2: Stan yeah. <laughs> and Ellsbury. <laughs> All right, <laughs> anyway, Jacoby. <laughs> anyway,
0: Jacoby. <laughs> nah, Jacob, yeah, Jacoby probably won't ever see see the field again. But it's our a it's finesse our God.
1: God. I can just. I, I, I maybe I, he's I can, Nigerian. I can kid though. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's Nigerian. <laughs> Demaskam. I'm freaking crying. Oh boy! All right. He's well, a, him and Joe, know Noah, have had some great
2: conversations. <laughs> that plantar fasciitis is different, man. In New York, oh, <laughs> I'm <man>. telling <talented. laughs> you. Oh boy! All right. Well, if we're all good. I think we'll move to uh, finish off with some NFL. All right, but yeah, week uh, week two of the NFL preseason uh, starters run. D Jones. Yeah, you
0: know the vibes.
2: No, no, no. I, I, we saw some good things from. Uh, we can start off with the Jets and the Giants. You so, uh, saw, yeah. Daniel Jones out there killing it. You know, I know Miles was was, was very in tune with that. I, I caught some of the game late because I was at work. But uh, what do you think, Miles? What do you think of the man, uh, DJ?
0: All right. So my man, my man, DJ, he he made a couple of mistakes. Um, the first fumble that he had, it was his fault. Like, you know, you just got to make sure the ball's in your head. Second fumble, I mean, you know, backside. But, you know, you got to make sure you secure the ball. He had a couple of mistakes, a couple of But outside of that, pretty much on the money. Looking sharp. Yeah. I, I think he – He's just very. He's playing very, very good. He's throwing the ball accurately. I I think what it's a little bit disguised though. They're giving they a lot of the passing plays or a lot of timing routes. So mm-hmm. I would love to see what was gonna happen. What he got to make a play. But I think he's playing very well. I don't think it's a quarterback competition though. I think Eli is still going to be the starter. I mean, they as he should. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I, I think Until he, he proves that, he can't be. Yeah. Absolutely. I think the offensive line has gotten better. And even Eli himself, and it's just preseason, so it don't really mean much for the starters, but Eli's been playing pretty decent in, in um, preseason as well. So I think, you know, it'll be interesting. I, I hope that Giants fans don't think that if we start out 1-5, but is actually playing good, that Daniel Jones is going to come in and fix, you know, the team. That's not really how things work, yes. even though that's what people will want. New York yeah. fans,
1: um, they, they want a lot of things. But they're, they're not always. Uh, they don't always think it through. They're very impulsive. Yeah, I
0: know. But yeah. understand, understandably so. But um, I guess we'll see. Seeing Tom Daniel Jones, he's going to be the quarterback in future. I'm excited to see what he what he does. I hope that I hope that he gets some experience this year. Like especially if we end up being bad. But I guess yeah. we'll
1: see. I think that he's a. Uh, it's it's a good showing for your rookie to have that. It shows some good promise for sure. You want that. Um, that even if you sit him all season. You know he's he has a good floor to start from. Um, all the you know everybody's going to have their mistakes regardless, but um, from what I've seen, you know he's he's showing those flashes of being that accurate quarterback you need, which is uh, it's going to be good. You know, for New York sports across the board, now is a great time to be a New York sports fan.
2: Oh, it's a it's a it's a fantastic time unless 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 you're a Knicks fan. Yeah, unless sure you're. A Knicks fan. Um,
1: <laughs> but yeah,
2: Jets and Giants are are. And, you know, this is a uh, Jet fan, but I, you know, I, I like seeing the Giants doing okay. I don't like them seeing them doing too well because, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> Darnold, and, Darnold and and Jones for the future, th- those two, it could be, it could be some pretty uh, good battles uh, as who, you know, runs New York. Uh, the Jets have a more ready team now, even though they're still a year away. Um, so, just, I mean, speaking on their, their second preseason game down in Atlanta, uh, they got the win. I, I I really liked what I saw from, from from the first team offense. I mean, especially their first drive of the game. I mean, Darnold had that offense clicking, uh, hitting uh, Anunua, hitting Robbie Anderson on a, on a beautiful back shoulder. Uh, totally I think great. he, yep, yeah, you already know, Robbie. Uh, I think his best pass was actually an incomplete pass where we were down inside the red zone. He steps up in the pocket, escapes, and finds Anunua. It bounced off Anunua's hands. Uh, but I just thought him escaping and putting the ball only where a new one could get it was great. Uh, and then the, the drive was capped off by a, a Ty Montgomery uh, run. I mean, and and it was crazy because the offensive line was missing three guys. Really? Uh, Matt Khalil wasn't in. Uh, O'Semily wasn't in. Brian Winters wasn't in. Um, so it was backups and the backups played really well. So that, 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 that gives me a little bit of encouragement knowing that if, uh, for the rest of the, of the offense, yeah. yeah. one of, if, And if one of the main guys on the offensive line goes down, we still have some decent backups mm-hmm. uh, behind them. Defense is still going to be a little problem, especially that secondary, um, the big blow as most people know already, Avery Williamson, uh, hurt for the season with the, uh, uh ACL, mm-hmm. uh, and it hurts because Avery, he was having a good year. He had a good year, really good year last year, and he was going to be arguably our second best linebacker behind uh, CJ Mosley. He was the he was the signal caller last year for yeah. us. I know Mosley has that job this year, but I mean, I think now maybe the Jets will go to a more four three. I know I know uh, they were going to do a three four this year, but they might sprinkle in some four three now. Um, put Mosley on the edge uh, just because we don't have the depth at uh, at
0: linebacker. Exactly. Uh, so I was about to say, like uh Avery Williamson, he provided a lot of de- like he would have provided a lot of depth for y'all and it kind of y'all lose that because considering how good he he was. I mean, yeah, like you said, you got Mosley, but it should be interesting. I still think that Jets' defense is gonna be crazy as long as uh Jamal Adams doesn't play cornerback. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> we need him in the secondary, but not at cornerback at safety. Definitely he not. A, he does a great <laughs> job at strong safety. Um, he's arguably top ten strong safety in the league as it is right now. I'd
0: argue top five, but continue though.
2: I, I was I was just being jet. You know, I was just was being, being a little modest. No, 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 I no. was modest because I didn't I didn't want to have my jet uh bias come out. Yeah, but um, no, but no, not.
0: Jamal Adams is nice though. He's definitely a no. top five, a strong safety in the league. He,
2: and then if if Marcus May can stay healthy, I know he's he's slowly progressing back. Uh, the big problem is just the cornerbacks. I think our front line is is going to surprise people. I think Leonard Williams is going to have a good year, coupled alongside Quinn Williams, Henry Anderson, Steve McClendon. Uh These are these are guys that are, are that are pretty good at their positions. So, you know, second preseason game, I saw a lot of things I liked, saw a few things I didn't like, especially from the secondary. But hey, third preseason pre- third preseason game is normally the dress rehearsal. Uh, they're taking on Drew Brees and the Saints, so that should be interesting uh, to s- get a really good gauge of where this team is. But as of right now, I really like the direction that this team is. I think Adam Gase and is really going to do wonders for Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is going to, if there's if there's a most improved player award in the NFL, I think Sam Darnold would be a candidate for it this year. That that's how confident I am in this offense.
1: I like that. I um I, I don't disagree with you. Um yeah no they they're showing a lot of promise. That defense that framework is there. Um and you, you already know like Sam Darnold showed enough last year, and you know he's just going to keep getting better. Um my question is do you think the Jets make the playoffs this year?
2: Oh, I mean yes and no. I could see the depending on how the A. I think depending on how AFC West and the AFC North plays out. Uh because I think two teams could come out of the AFC West, I think two teams could come out of the AFC North. Hey, maybe, maybe even the AFC South. I mean, you still got you got the Texans down there, you got the Colts down there too. Um I think 8 and 8 and not or 9 and 7 is a uh, reasonable expectation uh as a Jet fan um you know ask this, everybody if everybody stays healthy maybe 10 and 6 uh, maybe and this is just like if everything goes right Don't you say it Don't i'm saying say it. i'm not saying they're gonna win a division i'm just saying if everybody <laughs> was to stay healthy 11 11 five, five. Oh, I said it. i'm telling you it's, it's a long shot it's it's long a long shot. shot but but i mean the, the talent on this team aside from the cornerback position is really really good i mean you even are running like uh, a crazy thing that coming out in, in this preseason right now is our running back situation. Like we have Lev Bell, right? Yeah. We still have we have Bilal Powell, Elijah Maguire, Trent Cannon, and this other dude from... Um, he was a rugby star, but he's probably just going to be um, on our practice squad. Either Trent Cannon or Elijah Maguire may not make the team, and these guys were really good for us last year. I think Trent Cannon might have the edge over Elijah only because... He can actually do special teams work as well as uh as opposed to McGuire, who's strictly running back. So I think that's where Trent Cannon has an advantage. But I mean, we're deep at a lot of positions. Well, not a lot of positions, but a few positions aside from like kind of the more important ones. But yeah, eight and eight, nine and seven, 10 and six, anywhere between there is is feasible for the Jets. Uh they have a they have a tough schedule in the first seven weeks. I mean, you face the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Patriots twice,
0: uh, the Browns. But as as this season progresses, AFC, it it, it opens Magic up. Johnson. yeah, that's 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 definitely going to be tough. I think the Jets going to go like nine and seven based over of like yeah. the seven schedule. But the problem is in the AFC, like that's not that's definitely not going to be enough. It's not going it's not going to be enough. Oh no, you still you still got. Let's see. You you got the I'm just naming naming teams that are potentially gonna have winning records. You got the Steelers, you got the Browns, the Ravens, Texas, Colts, Chiefs, Patriots. I forgot about Patriots and Mr. Chargers. Summit. Chargers, yeah. So that's already that's already eight teams. You only got six. It's, it might be it's, it it might be tough though because if you you get the tiebreaker over somebody, that might that might throw y'all in. So it's not a definite, but it's definitely not a. You know, it's, all, it's not a guarantee. A it's, it's honestly, it's, it's it's NFL, bro. Any week, anybody.
2: Can this is true. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, uh, even if we miss the playoffs, as long as Sam Darnold's progressing and the way the team is looking is progressing, that, that that's a win. Because I think next year, you know, get a draft pick, uh, maybe make a trade, sign somebody in free agency. Some yeah, and and you never know what'll happen, but yeah, eight and eight, nine and seven is a is a pretty good marker. Uh, I will say, though, the one part of the schedule I am concerned about is the last three weeks of the season, Mm -hmm. because uh, if we're in playoff contention, it's going to be tough. We play the Steelers, we play the Ravens, and we play the Bills. Uh, And two of those games are on the road, one up in Orchard Park for the Bills, one in Maryland for uh, the Baltimore Ravens. You don't want to go to Baltimore. Exactly. No, I I wrote an article about that (laughs) predicting the Jets' schedule. I was like, yeah, Baltimore in towards the end of December. Ah, it's not my favorite uh <laughs> matchup. But
1: oh yeah. It's a great, great segue into now my team. Um <laughs> yeah, no, I to my Ravens, um defense has been looking pretty nice. Um the the worst thing they have recently is um shout out to Tate Mullen, another Temple guy. Um, you know, really hope his recovery goes well and everything. Losing him for the year is big, especially after signing that deal. But um Honestly, I do still think he's worth it regardless. I hope that everything works out so he can come back. But fortunately, the Ravens have, and I stand by this, the best secondary in the league. So they're deep enough that they'll be able to cover those holes. And the Raven, like I said uh, last week, the Ravens are always on the next man up. So I'm not too worried. Um, losing Tabon is big, though, because he is a playmaker. But um, yeah, I feel like our you know these two preseason games our defense has been able to show that they're still up there our pass rush has been better than anticipated and you already know that a lot of the younger is going to keep getting better um which is exactly what we needed and wink is a great freaking coach um so i'm just excited really to
0: see great. how jackson playing this year yeah
1: and that's the um that's the one thing i, I will say about oh, how is going um good and bad but he's been playing well I will say you know obviously some accuracy things but like i've been seeing like there's been a lot of drops um there hasn't a lot of drops so that goes into it but um no he's same thing here like how john consistent production Lamar's 22 bro like he's progressing as well which is all you can really ask for his confidence is growing he's in this new system that they still haven't really showed everything for it and they and you've already seen that when it works it works and that run y'all see that run in the last game I look like a run out of straight out of Madden. Who's stopping this man? And that's why it's like I think it's funny how he did it run to because it's like, yeah, y'all yeah, just need to know him fast. I don't want y'all to know how fast. So it's like the combination of that also with now that Hollywood is actually back and practicing and they're like, Yeah, um, you know that injury, you don't really know how it heals, but he hasn't lost the speed. Um, so Hollywood coming in and being able to really someone who can open like the the Ravens have like yards after contact players. Like that's what I'm here for. Yards are yards at reception. Like Hollywood, um Willie Sneed, uh tricking um Justice Hill has been playing great. Mm. Which I'm super here for. Um because we already have our bruising backs. So to have a speed guy like that, and it's funny because he wears Darren sproles number. So I, I love it. Um I think we're really looking on the upside. Like I said, I do think we have a shot at the division um anything can happen especially in the AFC North
0: AFC North man
1: anything I don't I granted it. I, I'm not too confident in us winning it I do think we're gonna take a wild card spot though um, I just feel like our team is just built too well uh as long as we stay healthy and that's you that's how it is every year as long as we stay healthy if we're good in a same thing like like the Mets I don't think anyone will want to see the Ravens in the playoffs regardless and um yeah, dude. It's the way Mark ingram the way Lamar is, like consistently progressing each week. Like, and and now in an offense that's catered to him, I'm so excited. It's been a long time since I've been this excited for an NFL season.
0: We gonna see, man. AFC North is always tough, but football is football. Like I said, any given Sunday, man. Uh,
2: but uh, not. I just want to get you guys' opinion on some, uh rookie quarterbacks we already touched on Daniel Jones but uh you know Dwayne Haskins uh got Mm. some good run um Kyler uh Kyler uh shaky uh shaky to say the least um and even he's not a rookie but I I I still got a little bit of look at him uh Josh Rosen um Mm. you know I starting off with with Rosen I I didn't mind what I saw you know it's it's not like it was the greatest performance he had a lot of passes that were dropped by his wide receivers he, he did not get help by his wide receivers at all he had the worst the uh, and then his, his blocking was atrocious as well his, his both his tackles i just literally was like an open door the the, the buccaneers did yeah buccaneers defenders were just teeing off on him but when he did have time to throw he made some pretty good throws he uh, you know he had some bad ones but he had some really here. some there was some zip on the ball i think rosen is is better than people claim i think he just didn't fit well on the cardinals I got uh, that. but i think you know being uh in miami the team's not expected to do good so there's no expectations so it's going to give him an opportunity to just you know make mistakes without having all the scrutiny mm-hmm. uh
0: but i think it will be good for him uh, I, 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 i'm hoping that he gets a start and not and out uh Fitzpatrick again yeah. you're talking about you're talking about the future you need to have your future future playing. If y'all not gonna mm-hmm. be a good team regardless, he gotta get like the Bills. experience. Yeah, right. Like you're gonna have you're gonna have to have your future start. You're gonna have to have Josh Rosen playing these games so he gets that experience. That's what's gonna give him the edge and you know what I'm saying they already traded Tannehill so you know you're not talking about winning now because what like what pieces do the Dolphins even have on their team that's really gonna help them win games.
2: Yeah. Outside um, of Kenny Stills.
0: <laughs> yeah well Kenny stills but that's really that's really about it. You know what I'm saying? So I think Josh Rosen, we are gonna see. He definitely did look decent in the pro, in the preseason game that he had. I just think that yeah, like J T. basically said it said it all. Like his receivers was dropping a lot of passes, but he did have have he's gonna have to make plays. That's really about it, though. Kyler Murray on the, on at least on his behalf, I think I didn't think he played bad as bad as people thought. Yeah, but I, I think he just. He just needs to settle in. He needs to drop back a little bit. A lot of pressure on him, too. So so the thing I noticed a lot with Kyler Murray is is that it's the same thing like how Drew Brees kind of was when he first came into the league. He might just have to take a couple more steps back. That way he can see the whole field Mm -hmm. better. That way he's not overthrowing or underthrowing a little bit because, you know, when you're a little bit short trying to see over these 6'5 linemen, you're not getting getting to see the, the field as well. Like tall quarterbacks like Eli, like he like six five. You don't you only need to take like three, three, four steps back. Colin might have to do what Russell Wilson yeah. does, or or what Drew Brees does. Take like maybe like four or five. Take take a second survey the field. That's probably yeah. gonna help him. You know they maybe they're probably maybe gonna, so you don't even
1: have to worry about it.
0: Like that's a fact. But I'm sure Klinsman and all of them, um, you know, coach coaching him through that. But I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be fine. I think he's struggling a little bit now, but you know it's. Preseason, you know, we gonna see what's really gonna happen when once the
1: season yeah, starts. I agree. Um I think that same thing, it's like it was very spotty in his film, but to his preseason, he's young as shit. Like it's his first time being on the field. It's just like you said, it's getting used to the size of the the size of physicality, the speed of the pros, and um he there's a high ceiling there. So I think people are overreacting with it. Like people are gonna overreact because you're the number one pick. You know what I mean? It, it's always gonna happen. And um, especially when you have that same setup where it's like, all right, you're supposed to be the next Russell Wilson, go be Russell Wilson. So you have, it's unrealistic expectations. Um, Not, I will say unrealistic, but it's like the, the pressure to do it all right now. I think they're going to be fine. It's just going to take a little bit of time, which the, the problem with the Cardinals is that you don't want to think in terms of time, because you, you want to think in terms of Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. You know, it, it is what it is. I, I think like, like you guys said, I think most of it just wasn't as bad as people made it seem, and just stop overreacting so early. Yeah. And then with Dwayne Haskins, that's someone who I think is going to have a really good season. I love players, especially coming out of the draft, who have that chip on them and you already know he does. The man who should be the Giants quarterback, I'm not going to hate on Daniel Jones, but would yeah. have been cool.
0: And yeah, I, I think everybody in Giants Nation want to have him, So,
1: yeah. But um no he he looks good and he, you know he showed a little bit of everything that you wanted from him and some arm strength he's freaking massive like I I didn't really realize how big he was until it's like watching him here I mean, just like dude he's massive he's athletic enough to you know when he scrambles and everything it's I feel confident about him and especially like in a situation like the Redskins I I feel like he's gonna be right you know what I mean I, I don't feel like they have super super no pose. um
0: i uh, was oh, i was i was i was i was
1: holding in the lab
0: now nah, nah, we got no, nah, now we gotta edit this part out he said he said he's massive i he's said massive what I, yo, I, I heard
2: john i was like wow so we just said anything, huh? that's crazy yeah,
1: right that's how that's <laughs> how we get it. we still recording yeah, right, no, stop. No, yeah, right. all right <laughs> all right, right. You can't out, edit no. that out Yo, no 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 <laughs> now we, we need to let the public know john's out here running amok
0: <laughs> let us straight oh my god we do not need
1: continue <laughs> but, um, yeah i think i think he's gonna be good i'm excited to see the new wave of quarterbacks is gonna be awesome but uh yeah what are you guys thoughts on a massive uh dwayne haskins <laughs> no. oh well uh no i wa- I watched uh, some of the highlights because You know,
2: it's kind of hard, especially preseason. It's kind of hard to watch out of market games, Uh, but I was able to see his highlights uh, on YouTube. No, he 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 looks good. I I don't know if he'll be the starter uh, come opening week. Uh, I think uh, I think they're still set on uh, I believe it's Case Keenum, and I think he's still even battling uh, Colt McCoy for uh, for 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 the for the backup job. But when he's when he gets his chance, I think he's really gonna uh, you know take it and run with it. Uh, Like you said, he's got good size to be quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. He kind of almost reminds me of a uh, of, of a, a smaller version of like Cam Newton. Yeah, uh, uh, not not as athletic, um, but def, def definitely has the the, the size to. Uh, some Vince Young shit. Yeah, yeah, de- but definitely has the size to look over the line. He has the mobility to get out of there, and he he can take a hit. Yeah, like I said, saw some good things. I saw. Wh- I will say, uh, when he's missing with his throws, he does look like he's missing high, which could mm-hmm. be a problem, especially when he's going over the middle uh because balls can get tipped up uh and and intercepted or just overthrown and intercepted but other than that he was putting his uh putting putting the ball in good spots uh his touchdown pass was was a really good shot oh my
0: Uh, beautiful.
2: it was he just he just dropped it in there uh, dropped it in the basket and then the one play i think that everybody was kind of like going crazy over was the uh, that offensive uh pass interference which was was just crazy but I mean, yeah, he saw some good things from uh, Haskins. You know, he's still mm-hmm. got a ways to go, but if you they know, keep you three like three quarterbacks, you say.
1: that'll be disrespectful.
2: Well, I think you have to keep three. I think you always keep no. three quarterbacks. No, 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 Fuck out of here. Well, all right. Well, so, all right. So if let's say Lamar goes down, right, for the season, who's backing? You're going to need a backup for
1: uh, Robert Griffin III, are you not? Yeah. And then you just sign some scrub. Literally, oh. yeah, last year was the first year. And like ever that the Ravens actually had three quarterbacks on their team. And that's granted because Joe Flacco usually never gets hurt. Nah, but most like, teams carry three. If you have a play How about
0: yeah, I, I think, I, think the, I yeah, I think it's like a death chart requirement to have
1: three. Hmm. Or do you just <laughs> list some other like special team or be like, oh yeah, you both <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Yeah,
0: probably.
1: Literally, the whole thing about them signing RG3 last year was that it was the first time in forever, and that's if they were even going to sign him, but the Ravens had three quarterbacks on the roster. No, but my thing with Haskins is like, dude, if you know this is the future, like, yeah, you got to earn your spot, but like, he got to at least be in the backup. He needs to be running like rest of the second team. Well, you don't, oh, yeah. yeah, it. Right especially there. if you're Come spending up. a top twenty yeah, pick on him, you have to, yeah. you have to, yeah. That's his, that's their first round draft pick. Also, Case Keenum is Joe Flacco, so he he has a pretty good shot of you know making it into the. The, he's gotta earn it the though. starting the game. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, nice it's player. not gonna
0: be given to him.
1: But I feel like he gets that and he's like that chip from the draft. He's out here to work.
0: I can't wait. I, I'm actually mm-hmm. it, it's crazy because some of my play, my favorite players are in in my division and it sucks because I can't root for them the way I want to. Like like mm. like, like no, nah, hell no, not Carson. <laughs> but like but like Deshaun <laughs> Jackson, one of my favorite players, Ezekiel Elliott, one of my favorite players. It's like you see the conflict of interest here. And Dwayne Haskins is like, oh, yeah. like he's a, he's a black quarterback. How could I not root for him, you know? That's why I wanted – that's part of the reason why I wanted him in New York is, you know, we ain't never had that, except for uh, Geno Smith that one game. But we're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. But, you know, yeah bro, I think Haskins – I think Haskins going to be the truth. We just got to grow into it. He had the perfect signs to be a quarterback, like y'all said. I'm not going to reiterate too much. But um, if y'all can rank – all right. So, we for the purpose of the conversation, we'll include Josh Rosen. Between Daniel Jones – Josh Rosen, uh Kyler Murray, and Haskins. Who y'all think has played the best? Who's played the worst? Mm, I'd say Daniel
2: Jones has played the best so yeah. far. I mean, just judging off the Jets game and then the, the last game against the Bears, he's definitely played the best. I didn't see Rosen play in his first preseason game, so I can only really go off of yeah, the, I don't the really second one. Rosen. And I think Kyler and I think Kyler and uh Haskins are kind of the same in the sense. I mean, because Haskins had a really bad uh, first preseason game, I think he could do like what two or three interceptions. Whereas Kyler went what six for six for like forty six yards on a Kyler his first drive.
1: Played, right? He didn't play in the first game.
2: No, he did. Oh, he did. He went yeah, he went like six for six mm. for like forty something yards. So I'd say you know they're they're kind of the same. Rosen, I only have that second game to go for, but I'd I'd say of all the rookies right now, Daniel Jones has definitely played the best, and that's got to give a lot of promise and hope to uh, Giants fans
1: yeah i'm with jt on that um i feel like i I agree with his ranking there i I don't have a lot on rosen honestly i don't really care about rosen if i'm being honest (laughs) uh i think i get him drafted and i he's a young ass quarterback i'm really not worried he has time to figure it out he's like you said before he's in an organization that can give him the space to figure it out um i hope he does I liked uh, the things he says outside of football, really fuck with it. So yeah, I hope he does well. But from what I've seen, you know, it's still he's he's still a project, which is fine. Uh, you know, you can be old as shit and still play quarterback. But um, yeah, I agree. I think Daniel Jones has been coming out like and also it's another thing where he's he got that Kevin Knox where it's like, Y'all didn't want me. So I gotta make y'all like make you guys know that it's all right. He's played great. And yeah, I mean, Kyler it, I just feel like it's just gonna be. I feel like it's gonna be a little bit of a longer adjustment period, but I feel like he still has the highest ceiling.
0: Yeah, of course. Not necessarily. I agree. I'll say that Daniel Jones definitely has played the best for me. I think Dwayne Haskins has probably right after that. I'll say Rosen right after right after him, and then probably um Kyler right after that. Not that Kyler has played that bad. It's just that you know he hasn't lived up to you know being a number one pick. Kind of what y'all said. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to live to. But when the season starts. We'll really we'll really see what it's talking about because you're playing against the number one people the entire game, and that's gonna really uh, be the measure of how, how it's gonna go.
2: Yeah. I will say though, really quick, uh just branching off into the rest of the NFL. I watched the uh the Broncos 49ers preseason game tonight. Jimmy Whoa. Garoppolo does not look ready. And like and I know this was his first game uh, since the injury, but he did not look good oh, at all. If I was a 49ers fan, I would maybe give it another week. But if, it's just, if this is the same thing next week, I'd be really, really worried uh, if I was a Niners fan, especially because Jimmy G is supposed to be
0: their franchise Oh, yeah, they gave him that big contract right after they traded him for the Patriots, man. It's
1: crazy. Dude, he he made Tom yeah. Brady sweat. That's what they have to. And, yeah, he looked gross. He looked rusty. And for someone who, like, had so much upside and, like, I, you know, coming from an ACL is... It's, it's a thing you know what i mean it's it's a process it is super tough but um you still want to see a little bit more like i expect your mobility to be limited but shit you could only do arm shit and granted you know it's a full body motion like that's still one you would expect it to be a little more crisper has yeah. got to work back into it and he still had so much upside i'm about so. to say like like you say like you you hope like as a
2: niners fan you hope it's rust you hope it's just like all right he's not used to the game action, game speed, you know, just getting him up to uh up, up to speed on it. But if it's not that, then hoof, oh buddy. But that was the last that was the last like kind of uh the football point I wanted to touch on, just uh
1: branching out. Yeah, I think that was um that's a good a good place for us to end. Uh this is definitely football heavy pie, which is perfectly fine because uh season's coming up soon.
2: It's football season. College football starts this weekend. That it
0: does. That yeah. it does.
1: This is, this Let's go sure. Temple. All right. Yeah. Wrap, wrapping up for the sports. That'll be good. Um, all right, guys. <laughs> Here we go. Segueing into Anime Book Club. We're done with our sports section. Now we are on to the second installment of Anime Book Club. Covering ReZero, Starting Life in Another World. Episodes four through seven. If you didn't watch, go back to episode two. Go watch episodes one through three. Listen to that. Discuss process. Um the show is is intense. It's a lot. I love it. I love hearing you guys' reactions. Um, like I said, discuss in the comments here, Instagram, the tweet at us, whatever. I want to hear it. I love hearing um people's reactions that go through the show. I love hearing the guys just message like bro i, I can't deal with this. this show's crazy but um yeah we covered episodes four through seven got a nice little i, I feel like i picked a nice place to stop where we still have to continue this part of the story but um yeah guys episodes four through seven we uh we get super waking up in the mansion we meet a bunch of new characters we got a whole new environment we got the twins ram and ram we got betty we got roswald uh giving major Hissoka vibes um, he reminded me of Orochimaru. Yo. bro, they always they're got one.
0: always, the one, always weird got ass one anime character, bro. And every who's
1: just ridiculously strong, and you don't know the true extent of his power. <laughs> you see, my son, you see Roswell try to get
2: uh, in the bathtub. I don't know if you. Bro,
0: know. that was a yo. Know, <laughs> in- you know, <laughs> that's what I'm saying with anime. Sometimes, bro, they be a little bit too comfortable. And like my man turned around and he was looking right at it. I'm like, Doh. I'm like, I, yeah.
1: Are you saying you're not I, comfortable?
2: Not. Nah, I mean, <laughs> it's it is what it is. It's just the the that made me uncomfortable only because like since you work for me, you're my property. And then he gave him this look, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. It's What's a lot, lot on of, here. Into, uh...
2: You just photoshopped the Brazzers logo. <laughs> no, <in the back? laughs> nah,
0: that's crazy, bro. I'm, uh,
2: I'm... Nah, you photoshopped the black draw thing. Oh boy.
0: <laughs> oh, my, yeah.
2: Jokes, 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 y'all, jokes, jokes. jokes. Massive. Nah,
0: don't do that, y'all. Don't do the math. <laughs> yeah, you get a nasty award for that. Um, <laughs> nah, I was uh, it's so funny with this anime because I feel like a lot of times the the main character is often trying to stay alive in order to fulfill the plot, but it's like Subaru, he keeps dying to figure out like how you know things are gonna happen going forward. And not not even not even necessarily just figure things out, but try to um, figure out who in the in the crib is the killer or the you know the person who da, da, da. got the witch joint or whatever. Because you peep every time I come around, like they kind of foreshadow a little bit when uh, Bet- Beatrice when she comes in, and she's like she's like yeah. oh what's that smell? Why you smell like witch? I suppose she's weird.
1: <laughs> mm, you smell dirty. You yeah, beat your skin.
2: <laughs> I said that no, I said that's what she was insane. The whole thing was just kind of interesting. Yeah, like you said, he's trying to like figure out all this stuff, and like, oh, if I do this and this, this will happen. I think it was crazy when he woke up in the mansion, and like th- a week went by, and he had all those cuts in his fingers uh, from peeling the potatoes and sewing, and everything is just gone. But I thought it was nice, like when like Ram and and Ram were like teaching him how to like write and read and do all this other Yo, stuff. Boy, when uh, nice.
0: when Ram came through and, ki- and tried to kill him though. OD. So. oh man
1: i remember the first time that got revealed to me i
2: was shooketh Bro, was she- yep. episode six yeah she was wild and wild she
0: pulled up on the dude and then it's so, it's so crazy it's like the way that he dies it's like in gta when you get up get the um <laughs> wasted exactly my man got his arm cut off he got his leg cut off got his slit throat got an arm caught cut off it it was it was crazy. It really be some kind of gra- kind of sort of graphic deaths. All for him to just wake up again. He w- waking up screaming too.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love it, man. Not to it's a Oh show. gosh, this guy's morbid. No, no, <laughs> no. It's not the It's just the fact that like in animes and shows in general, the whole idea is that the main character has to survive no matter what. There's very few animes that like general like like the main characters in general like die. Like um, I feel like. A lot of the ones where it happens, you know, it always takes people by surprise. And it's just like, wow, this is kind of awesome because it's, you know, you'd never expect that. You always go, no, they have to make it out somehow because they all got to be together in the end. And um, like you said, the fact that most animes people are out here just trying to live and figure things out. But with him, it, it's him learning that he could actually use it to his advantage to be like when he doesn't figure things out. But also like getting to that point and the despair he has to go through. Like, dude, the 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 voice actress in this shit, are, I feel like are so good, because when he sees that it's Rem, like, his reaction, like, the way he sounds, and it's just like the actual despair in his voice, where it's just like, yeah, like, why? Like, what? And then it, she's just like, she literally is like, yo, like, you stink. So <laughs> I, fuck this whole relationship we yeah. built. Yeah. It was, that, was, that, was, that was what was really shocking. They
2: literally went out together, like, to the village and things like that, and he's like, you see a little bit of her personality starting to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then even Amelia jokes that he was, like, on a date with her. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And then for her to be the killer at the end was wild. Oh, I love it. Absolutely wild. And then you go to episode seven. And then they're like, oh, he's part of the witch cult. Like, she thinks he's part of the witch cult. And it's mm-hmm. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where is this witch
1: coming from? <laughs> Slowly roll up.
0: Yeah. It's pretty dope. Like, it, you get so many different distorted versions of what reality becomes every time he dies yeah it's weird because i'm thinking of every anime that i watch like every kind of like what john said everybody is always trying to everybody constantly trying to stay alive he's like nope i'm gonna just die and redo it (laughs) like it's crazy (laughs) imagine if (laughs) imagine if it was that easy it's literally like it's literally like a video game is you just playing out all all the different scenarios but it's 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 dope suru he's kind of i don't know right now he's kind of a weak link I think maybe that'll change after a while. I guess we'll really see what happens as the, as the, se- the series progresses.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know what I, I found interesting, though? I think Beatrice is the only one that kind of, kn- all right, so you notice how in one of the times he wakes up in the mansion, Beatrice, like, uh-huh. infer yeah, remembers him, was like, oh, yeah, you were here the other day, where everybody else is acting like they just met him for, like, the first time, uh, like, I'm Rem and Ram. Well, not acting, but, like, they they literally just met him for, like, the first time. But Beatrice was like, oh, yeah, you were here the other day. Uh, But I feel like they didn't really die. Like, I feel like they had a chance to, like, be like, for Subaru to be like, yo, how do you remember this and nobody else? Like, everybody else thinks this is my first day here. Uh, But you did all this and you even played a trick on me. I thought they could have dove into that a little bit more, but, I mean... Other than that, it was still pretty cool. I, I liked how they, he kind of forms an, a, an alliance, a bond with Beatrice, even if it is yeah. just a contract. Uh, that was pretty cool. You do see a little bit of Beatrice's
1: uh, personality come out a little bit too. Especially when she's a Puck. I think she's a really interesting character because of that, because there's a lot that you don't know about her. Um, you just know that she's not human. She's contracted to protect that library. And it's like, you got to think the extent of his powers are so unknown, where it's like, if Roswald's the, the like highest level magic user, in the kingdom, and Beatrice is like, "Yeah, I can hang. I can protect you from him." It's insane to think about that, and I, I feel like it just to me the the thing I'm getting is that like her library is separate from space and time. But yeah, I agree. It's just that the idea like you think that he'll pick up on that and try and ask more questions, but as we know, Subaru is not the brightest, and he still kind of thinks oh, it's yeah. a game. He's like, he yeah, man,
0: he's just like whatever. I'm just gonna die. He just he jumped off the cliff, and he's like, whatever, whatever happens, happens. He's like, I. It's it's weird though. Like I just don't. It it's like the plot. It's like how much longer is it gonna go in the circles before it like continues? And it's just like damn. Like how do I know when is when it's gonna restart again? Like when's like what's gonna be the next checkpoint? You know?
1: Yeah. No. I I agree. And it's like when does he find the checkpoints? Yeah, that's what
0: I'm saying. That exactly. That's what that's what I want to know. Is like when is he gonna be aware of? Oh, like all right. This is a checkpoint. Like, all right, going from here on out, like, if I die, I come back to this point, not that point.
1: Yeah. But I think that's what adds the mystery of the show. But I think it was, uh, how
2: crazy was it when he went? I keep dying, like, for real, for real. Uh, I, I be dying all the time. And then when he tried to tell her that, like, weird spirit thing, like, reached in and grabbed yeah, his heart. Yeah. I don't yeah. think he,
0: I, yo, no. bro, I don't think he can tell anybody. I think that, like, just, yeah, even when, like he went into the room when uh rem died he was he was he wanted to say something so bad but he couldn't like bring himself to say anything i think that's like that spirit thing kind of like messing with him
1: yeah it's it won't it's just like it's like it won't let him like that's um, crazy like to literally see a spirit
2: go into your body while you're looking at it and be like nah you ain't going to do this playboy
1: and then imagine the struggle of having of knowing that you're going through that alone So it's mm-hmm. like that most aspect where it's like, yo, like this is probably the hardest thing anyone can experience, and I have to go through this alone. Yep. Can't even explain the situation. I can't explain that I've met you five times already. I can't explain that you kill me. It's it's wild. And um, isn't it isn't it crazy where it's like when he tries to bypass it later? I think um, in episode seven, like he tries to be like, all right, I'm just gonna not do this whole thing, and they go, i um, stay away, and then Rem dies anyway. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah, he literally stayed in the in the library and like saying what the space-time continuum. He literally was like, Oh dang, it's third like it's the fourth day already. That it was mad quick. And then they tried to accuse him and Beatrice was like, nah, he was with me in the library the whole time. So he could not I done feel yet.
0: like his whole the way that this is gonna go with him is it's a damned if he does, damned if he don't don't kind of thing. You know, he makes friends with Rem, Rem tries to kill him. He stays away from Rem and everybody else, Rem dies. It's like <laughs> he can't he has to find you know the right the right solution to everything but the um the what's what's the, what's the name of the one dude the Orochimaru looking dude oh, yeah. awesome. he's a little sus to me like he's not in that <laughs> way but he's a little bit like you know I I don't know he's massively. Yeah. So yeah. like like, no, um, like
1: but like you're trying to think like like yeah, what's his exactly. deal that's right that's
0: kind of where, where I'm going where I'm going with like he's very
1: yeah why is he backing Amelia like a lot yeah, of questions it's,
0: it's, Interesting. I'm I'm excited to see like when the other dude comes comes back into play. The um from a couple from a couple episodes ago. Like this is before like this. Oh, yeah, right the night dude. I, I I'm very.
2: Where where's yeah, he been? I mean, oh,
0: we we've <laughs> only gone four days. Like past past that day, so we ain't gonna see Reinhardt for a little bit. For what it feel like,
1: and and he haven't left the mansion. Yeah, right. So...
0: <laughs> and every time he leaves the mansion, he either jump <laughs> off a cliff or he get his leg cut off. So he's like he... <laughs> He's trying, so he was trying. to get his life together
1: right now. Or he wakes yeah, up dead. Exactly right. The only person who can actually wake up dead. Yeah. Do you guys have any favorite parts or anything? Uh. Hmm.
2: I mean. I don't know. I don't know if I, I think I, I I enjoyed the parts where he like the montage of him like becoming friends with Ram and Rem. Mm-hmm. And learning about them how like one sister the the youngest sister is better at everything than the older sister but she still adores the older sister mm-hmm. that was kind of fun um but yeah i mean not to say that there weren't good parts it was just more of just like kind of just paying attention uh to try and make sure you didn't uh miss anything i enjoy the i enjoy the back and forth between uh subaru and uh beatrice exactly.
0: though It's a lot of I feel like right now it's a lot of backstory. So I I already know it's gonna I know it's gonna pick up more, but I'm still fucking with it like as it is. But Mm -hmm. my my favorite part would probably be when Subaru was telling the story about the the blue ogre and the red ogre. And I'm yeah thinking that's that somehow is gonna tie into something. I feel like I I pay attention to these little things. I feel like it's foreshadowed. They'd be the littlest things that foreshadow things when it comes to anime. So I feel like that whole interaction with uh rem or Ram? i'm sorry i always get the two confused they, they their names are too
1: similar ram is red ram is okay blue.
0: so it was ram that he was talking to mm-hmm. telling the story about the red ogre and the blue ogre i, I felt like that was a great, very. Cri- I, I feel like it will be a critical plot plot point i didn't watch ahead this time so i really don't know if it will, will, will be awesome one. Stop yeah cheating. so
1: i guess we are gonna see yeah no um that's good i i think uh, i did mention it before and uh, i first i do want to touch on, on what you guys are saying because i think that uh there is a lot of background and also like how you're saying like the montage of him building those relationships good shows always build those relationships especially when it comes to like when there's loss involved and that's why um we we're talking about game of thrones before that's why when people die game of thrones like literally before i started watching game of thrones my friends were like just know whoever you love is gonna die just whatever relationship you build with the character is going to die that's what makes deaths painful in shows like that and that's also why i feel like and main characters in a lot of shows never do die yeah like the fact that they're building it up and then when you see instead of them dying it's him being killed by them it's just insane but um yeah why so i think my favorite part is uh towards the end of episode six when he sees that it's rem and it's just like like i thought we had something like i thought we built this relationship but yet here you are um, just the the betrayal he felt, the despair and everything. I think that was just super fire. That was definitely my favorite part. Um, how do you guys think? Uh, I don't want to do it in the next section, but how do you guys think the next episode's gonna go?
2: Oh man,
1: I mean, I honestly I don't even know at this point. I mean,
2: <laughs> it, like because it end episode seven ends with him literally just jumping off the uh, the cliff. Yep. I, I don't any theories he's gonna wake up. I bet he wakes up in the same spot. Actually, no, he's gonna wake up in a different He's gonna wake up in a different spot. still in the mansion, but like I don't know, something else is gonna be different about it, okay.
0: I don't know uh, it, it's it, it's tough to tell the direction that the show's gonna go, but I feel like somebody's gonna get exposed for doing something like now he he's gonna realize that he can't just be hidden the entire time. and um. He's gonna have to figure out like what's what's actually going on. I feel like the Roswell dude is gonna play play a role in what's what's gonna happen next. And yeah, I feel like his character development is gonna grow a little bit more. Cause I feel like out of Ram Ran, Beatrice, and Amelia, really? no like his his character in the mansion at least has been developed the least. I feel like I know more about Puck mm-hmm. than I know about Roswell. So I think that's probably gonna get a little bit more developed in the next episode. But I guess we'll see
1: those mystery theories i mean i know what happened so I'm obviously not gonna yeah. take part in that but uh yeah it's it is dope the idea of like just um, the air of mystery they have around roswald is so good um he's not as creepy as hisoka from my people who have watched hunter x hunter because hisoka likes yeah. small children but uh he he definitely gets that oroshimaru vibes i think it's did a really good job and yeah absolutely the way this episode ends and then if you especially if you're watching it for the first time and you really don't know what's happening next i don't blame you and i feel like it's been like i, I keep reiterating it that's one of the reasons why the show is so good you, you honestly have no clue what's gonna happen
0: i like the unpredictability of the show though. i will say that
1: Oh, of course yeah i'm glad you guys have been enjoying it heads up next week we're gonna be doing episodes eight through eleven so you're going to watch episode 11. Stop after that. That will be the next chunk we gotta do for the next episode. Hope you guys have been enjoying it. I'm, I love hearing the reactions like whenever I tell people I'm literally like like just like Ryan Arnold told me, let me know as you go through episode to episode because I like to see the journey that you're experiencing as well, to see like how it relates to how I am, or at least everyone else is because um it's just the, the show is just crazy. It's so good. I'm glad you guys have been enjoying it. I love. That you guys are literally like i don't know what to think i don't know how to feel
0: all i can do is predict and either i'm right or either i'm wrong all i know is that i don't know what's going to happen next.
1: facts yeah oh boy i
2: will say though i i admire subaru's uh persistence he's he's gonna get amelia i, I feel that
0: maybe in like episode that, that's something but
2: <laughs> exactly, but at least you know it's coming. It's gonna happen one way or, or another. To stay in a friend Subaru. Hey, man! Everybody got to play their role at some point, right? Next man
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No. He's he's definitely persistent. All right. Think. Uh. Think. Think. It's time to wrap it up, guys.
0: Excited for anime book club this week this week. Just keep on the lookout. Uh, you know, we got more Mets Yankees coming next week. As always, NFL preseason as we get closer to the NFL. Exciting. And uh yeah, that's basically
1: all I got. Oh, that's right. Um, you just reminded me, guys. Uh as starting this episode, you're gonna see um we are not going to be on SoundCloud anymore. We're gonna be moving over to a new platform um it's gonna be podbean that's what this is gonna be on going forward and also through there we're gonna be able to get it on all the other platforms that we can as well so um look out for that if you were on the soundcloud appreciate it but we are shifting over so if you want to keep up track we're gonna try and have it on all the big um podcast platforms you know your apple music your pods whatever google spotify all that good stuff so um just keep checking up it's gonna be moving forward through that yeah you know but, yeah, we're
2: wrapping up. You know, remember, kids, wash your legs, tip your bartenders, and always finish you in transition.
0: Definitely tip your bartenders. Oh, <laughs> God. JT, I'm so happy you said that, <laughs> All
1: make right. Sure you, make sure you finish those layups, kids, because, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has been episode three of the Saratobi Sports Pod. It's been a pleasure. It feels good to be back. This is John. Catch me at J- on Moo the number two. Um, I think there's an underscore in between. I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> pretty short. Sure. On Instagram. Um, at a fender normal on Twitter. Follow Saratobi Sports everywhere. Um yeah. Love y'all. i I, I you
2: already know the vibes. J underscore Thomas. That's the Twitter. Follow it. I'm funny sometimes. Uh I be retweeting some 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 dope memes. Uh don't worry about the Instagram. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Follow me at Saratobi Sports. That's it. Signing off. Y'all be easy. <laughs> <laughs>